magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 522. Uh, this is the not much to talk about episode. Well, I'm surprised that you invited me back since I'm the world's biggest armchair expert dipshit that the world's you know, ever known. <clears throat> that I specifically had you on so I could put you on the spot and roast you live for the world to see what a scumbag you are. I'm ready. Roast me, baby. You, you are a scumbag. So last week's episode, we talked about um, the play date and how it was uh, uh, un- unnerving that they hadn't said anything about it in like four months. Like nothing, there was just literally total nothing. radio silence. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I don't know. We both agreed like, yeah, it's kind of weird. And like, it'd be nice if they just like even threw tiny little bones out for people like, hey, we're working on this. We're doing that. Things are still happening. Don't worry. Just the smallest little messaging of hope because this thing has been so delayed and um, people get nervous when there's just silence. And so uh, Eli, in his infinite wisdom, went went to the the Playdate Discord to just ask. Yeah, it was just like, hey, um, you know, it's, it's kind of starting to bug me that like I was so super excited about this thing, like everything else and now it's like vibing like a, a kickstarter you don't know if it's happening anymore you know yeah. and i was like you know this just seems like a bad look when you've got um you know what like almost seven million dollars committed of pre-orders and you know this like well, new hardware platform you got to get like developers interested in and everything else and oh is that is that your armchair expert opinion uh, yeah i mean basically it was yeah and i was quickly chased off by both people in the discord and people from panic as just being the fucking town idiot yeah so how dare you ask uh what's going on with the thing that you already paid for that has been totally silent on any progress updates um well then the amusing part is like three days later they did that like giant dump of like sdk documentation <laughs> well i gotta wonder like how related to that, how to, to your, you know, inquiry was that? Because were they like, this asshole in this Discord, he really pissed me off. He brought up all this stuff. Let's just dump out all the info that we have right now. But also, probably not, because it was probably already planned to, like, release a bunch of stuff because they have, like, their SDK ready and all this stuff. It's not like you would just on a whim be like, hey, here's all this stuff. Yeah. But it yeah. was, like, interesting timing, and it did kind of feel like, it was like a uh, in reaction to you, yeah, to your inquiry in the Discord. I don't know about that, but it was just you know, I, it just was starting to get concerning to me because it was like, um, you know, games take time to make, right? And mm-hmm. if you have a new hardware platform, like you need developers interested in making games on your thing, and you need them to get started now, or arguably four months ago, or yeah. whatever else, to have like yeah. a good. Yeah kind of like third party developer ecosystem yeah. because like the side effect of not doing that is, you know, the play date comes out, everyone plays through like, you know, their season one games and they're like, okay, now what? Yeah. You know? And it's like, 
they should have an answer for now what that's something more than well season two is coming eventually yeah you know i think the switch went through that where it was like i beat breath of the wild and so now what and like obviously that problem got solved pretty quickly and i think a lot of people over blew the situation but well uh, it's also one of these things too where it's like um you know, and we definitely did this a lot with Game Club and that there was a lot of value in being also mentioned in coverage that, uh, you know, things like tangentially related to, you You know, like any yeah. any article that had to do with Apple Arcade that we could like squeeze a mention into typically mm-hmm. resulted in a pretty decent surge of interest for Game Club as people just kind of like weren't aware of it. They're like mm-hmm. reading this thing about Apple Arcade. And it's like, oh, OK, there's uh, other stuff out there. Neat. I'll check this out, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so from from that respect, too, it just kind of really feels like this extreme lost opportunity. You know, knowing that the, the Steam Deck and the, um, the Play-Doh obviously are completely different things. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the amount of articles that I, I read surrounding like the, the launch of the Steam Deck about, you know, like the cojones it takes to launch like a brand new hardware platform yeah. in 2022. Right. And like, mm-hmm. you know, all these other things that should should have been like you know, uh, basically just like including them as like something else that's happening in this space that mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. make sense to similarly mention with the kind of s- the same point where it's like, I'm launching a hardware platform is, you know, tricky in this environment, you know, tricky anyway, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And instead, it's just not happening at all, which like, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could argue like, okay, well, you can't buy the fucking thing anyway. And if you wanted to pre-order yeah. it now, you're not even going to get it this year. So who cares? Right. But like, yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of value that people overlook and just like having people interested in your thing and yeah. making things for it as a result. And I yeah. don't know. I guess that makes me the world's biggest dumb fuck. So do I know. I think that's reasonable. But um, I also, I mean, I could see maybe from like Panic's perspective how they're like, you have no idea what we're dealing with and we stress about this thing every single day and every little like problem that's come up or whatever has been this huge thing because you can tell it's very much like a passion project for Mm -hmm. them. And so it probably also kills them having a bunch of people's money already and then having people, you know, worry about it or whatever. Um, so like, you know, I can kind of get the defensiveness, but also I think you can curb that. You can get ahead of that sort of thing. Yeah. With very little, like, you know, uh, it, it, you don't even have to throw anything of, like, major importance. You can just be like, hey, we're still working on the play date. Just wanted to say what's up, and yeah, that's it. Right, right. So. Yeah, or, you know, just like, hey, here's, it's Friday. Like, here's, a, you know, the game spotlight of the week that so-and-so is working on. Like, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. going to be in season one, but they're planning on releasing on itch.io. And, yeah. you know, here's, here's, uh, here's Pulp. We're really excited for people to use it. Like, here's something we threw together in 10 minutes. Like. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like there's any shortage of things to talk about. And yeah. I just still think there's a lot of value in doing stuff like that, even if the end result of that isn't necessarily hardware sales, like yeah. one-to-one hardware sales. It's like you have a much larger responsibility as a kind of like platform developer to mm-hmm. maintain interest in said platform. Yeah, yeah, something that I wish I could be uh, privy to would be... Um, how many people have canceled their order since they started and between like now? I would I would because be surprised if it was a, a significant number at all. 
I wouldn't think so either, but I would still like to know because I, I think the people that are buying it are pretty enthusiast mm-hmm. type people that would understand and they still want the thing, whether well, it takes yeah, forever or not. And, and, and I kind of think that um, a lot of people that bought it are kind of like familiar with the teenage engineering sort of ecosystem where it's like, hey, these yeah. are just like, you know, kind of indefensively expensive, bespoke little electronic yeah. gizmos that you really don't need, but you buy because you think they're cool. Yeah. And I think people in that mind space that are buying those things, like if I bought that like Mega Man little sound mixer thing and it took, you know, six months to ship, it's not like I'd be sitting there being like, where the fuck's my Mega Man mixer? <laughs> you know, I'd just be like, well, I probably didn't really need like, that anything. I don't it's know something I'm going to dick it, around with for 10 you know, minutes and then sit on my desk forever. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rush. Um, so, yeah, well, it's nice that they did come alive, whatever the case was for them doing so. Um, with a bunch of new info and stuff. They released the SDK, so whoever can just start making games for this thing, and uh, there's a simulator environment and all this stuff. Although, apparently I'm hearing that, like, you know, there's a lot of things that run differently on actual hardware than simulator, so... Yeah, that's not surprising. Um, <clears throat> and also, it's not like you can just download the simulator and then just play games on your computer, really. Because <laughs> I thought about doing that, too, but I guess that's not quite how it works, so... yeah. I don't know how you would uh, emulate the crank with a mouse wheel or something, I guess. I don't know, man. Crank controller. They should start selling a USB crank. You just uh, um. go get the, uh, remember the Dreamcast fishing controller for that yeah. uh, Sega oh, yeah. Bassmaster or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, We're, bring back peripherals for controllers. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, I did see during all their info dump of all the new stuff that they did reveal, a lot of people being like, what's the deal with the actual play date and stuff like that. And their response was sort of like, there's stuff coming. We don't want to say anything until we're like positive about it. So we're not going to say anything, you know, yeah. which is understandable, but I am eagerly awaiting that day. <laughs> I mean, it just seems so weird to me because it's like, I, particularly with you know, how the last two years have gone. I think that like everyone understands that like, anything to do with electronics, shipping, manufacturing is just in flux right now. Yeah. And like, I, I really don't think that if, you know, panic was doing some like low level IV drip of just like keeping their various like channels alive between social media and blogs and stuff like that, that, and something changed that any significant number of people aside from like one to two curmudgeons would be like, Hey, but on, you know, January 6th, uh, you know, I read your, <laughs> blog post while I was storming the yeah. Capitol and it said, yeah. uh, you know, that you're going to do this. And yeah, I don't yeah. know. I know. Um, <clears throat> so in a totally, well, not totally unrelated, slightly related, actually a uh, small video game gizmo discussion because I'm staring at my game and watch, um, things on my desk. Uh, do you think there will be, what do you think the next game and watch will be? little commemorative thing because um man i don't the, know the mario one was for 30 40 years or something like that and i think zelda was on a big anniversary year too and then the next one i keep thinking is going to happen is metroid and that would be 25 years ish 25 years for like the north american release um this year so or no it yeah this year yeah uh, this year would be 25 years well, so no, 2021 would have been the <clears throat> Uh, well, of the yeah, the Japanese release. Oh yeah, or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, <clears throat> I don't think they need a reason to do more I of these. So I think it's more just like what's <clears throat> extremely popular that 
people would buy. I think Metroid would be a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Kid Icarus, maybe? Yeah, because, well... I don't know. You kind of, like... I mean, there's... Obviously, you do Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3. I mean, that would be an easy one. Another Mario one would be pretty awesome. Um, But, well, let's see. Because this one has Mario 3. So, no, you you would do... It's the Super Mario Brothers game and watch just the regular Mario. Doesn't it have Mario 3 on it? I don't think so. Unless I... (laughs) totally uh, have forgotten let's see no you're thinking of the uh oh, the right. zelda one has zelda one two and um link's awakening on it link's awakening. Is maybe that a... is what i'm thinking of so yeah that's actually pretty ripe right there another mario one that could be mario two and three and like the game boy marios and then that could lead into a wario land one even yeah but they probably wouldn't do that yeah, I don't know why they don't crank out these things like all the time. I mean, like I don't you, know. I would buy every single one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a dedicated. <laughs> I mean, how how much could these things cost to make? Possibly, I mean, like nothing. And, I'm thinking nothing. And yeah, and they sell for like fifty bucks. Will buy every single one they release, and I do love them. Um, yeah, a Metroid one though makes a lot of sense because NES Metroid, Game Boy Metroid, Super Metroid, right? But then you'd have to figure out how to have Super Nintendo controls. Like you'd have to have L and R. And four face buttons. Yeah, I guess I could see uh, Metroid and the Game Boy Metroid, maybe. I don't think you would get Super Metroid on there. Yeah, but I don't think they would release it with just two. But I mean, they released maybe. Mario just one. I don't know. That's true. That's fair. Um, I don't know. So what's uh, what's life like as a Steam Deck haver? Uh, it's the best. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's the best. I play it all the time. <laughs> you know what's been really so impressive fun. to me, and what? I'm really curious to see how this sort of like pans out over time, is um, the way that they are like updating Proton, the compatibility layer, like mm-hmm. seemingly every day to increase mm-hmm. performance of popular games. Because mm-hmm. like Elden Ring came out, and mm-hmm. a PC port of that is not great um, mm-hmm. to begin with, you know? But yeah. like I saw some video... Uh, so they released it and like, I don't know, not even like two or three days later, they, they push an update on mm-hmm. the experimental branch of pro cause you can, you can just pretty easily select like what version of proton you want games to use. It looks like, right. Like just in the, the menu I, somewhere. Yeah. You, you, I'm sure you can, I just roll with whatever the latest one yeah. is, but yeah. Well, like, so I guess if you, I saw some video where it was like, here's the game running on normal, you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. version 3.0 steam OS or whatever version yeah. of proton it is. And then here's me switching to today's Proton experimental update. And it was like unbelievable, the performance difference Yeah, in the same game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mikhail pointed that out to me that um, because I was like, so I actually got, was able to get um, a download code for Elden Ring. So I have the Steam version and I've been, I I spent all last night downloading it because it's like 50 gigs or something. But um I, I want to fire it up and try it out, but I've been really curious. And I'm like, that's a brand new game mm-hmm. that apparently is supposed to run really well on the Steam Deck. Well, and yeah. all I'm hearing from people is how trash the PC port is. So mm-hmm. I'm like trying to figure out what's up with that. And I wanted to see for myself. And then Mikhail points out, yeah, Valve apparently like fixed a bunch of stuff in Proton um, that makes the game work. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. That yeah. like at that level, on that layer... 
you can like add things to make a game work. Yeah, yeah. It's really Uh, cool because like, you know, so on the kind of like Windows side of things, like it's not at all abnormal for like a new high profile game to come out. And then that, mm -hmm. that same day or even the day before, like NVIDIA and AMD push out updates that like you know if you read the patch notes it's like performance improvements for you know cyberpunk or whatever game just is coming Mm -hmm. out you know um so it's really cool to think that they could potentially be doing the same thing with um with proton and like i don't for i i was kind of thinking with the steam deck that i was like well you know like there will be games are just kind of like the steam deck profile that just kind of sort of sets like oh here's the draw distance and the visual settings and the controller setup and that's pretty much as good as you're going to get when it comes to like you know uh, out of the box sort of things that they can do to get stuff to run on this but you know if they get on that similar cycle where it's like oh here's a high profile new game that's coming out guess what like day of launch there's a steam deck update that Mm -hmm. makes it run better i mean that's, that's just so cool that um you know it's it's working out that way yeah, and like I've I've really not had a lot of problems with games not working well on it. Yeah. And then um the first game I actually downloaded and tried when I got the Steam Deck was Portal One. And um I thought it was weird. I was like, this is a Valve game, but it wasn't verified yet. It was mm-hmm. still unknown. And I was like, why wouldn't they have like they don't have a lot of games, you know, it feels like they should have like made sure their games were all verified and awesome. But for whatever reason, Portal Two was that way, Portal One was not. And so I'm playing Portal 1, and everything's working fine. I didn't, I didn't really have to tweak any controls or anything like that. It just all kind of worked. Um, and I played through the whole thing, and it was fun and, and great. And then later, after I was done with it, it got updated to be verified. Hmm. And so I went back to actually um, beat all the bonus maps or whatever and uh, with the verified version and noticed that, like, a lot of things had changed. Like, it the it automatically sets a Steam Deck controller profile for it that utilizes gyro and touchpads and all that stuff. Um, The loading screens were kind of changed to where the text was larger for the smaller screen and stuff. And um, the menu system was totally different. And, you know, a lot of UI stuff that was, like, obviously changed for a smaller screen. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, man, that's really neat. And so I'm, like, envisioning a future. Like, that's Valve. Obviously, they have control over their own games. But, like... A future where somebody releases a game and it's like there's all this Steam Deck ready stuff ready for it so that the game can recognize when it's running on a Steam Deck and just load up all the proper stuff, proper resolution settings, you know, all that sort of thing. So you don't even have to like mess with anything yourself anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm super super stoked for this. And like I was um, was talking to a friend of mine and I kind of wonder if the next step here is sort of like... um, kind of like what apple has done between like the iphone and the apple tv where it's kind of like the same basic hardware but just shoved into a different box mm-hmm. if we're gonna see a like you know i don't even know what you would call it but like a steam machine resurgence yeah 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 yeah. because like because <laughs> i remember that one of the problems with the steam machines at least in my opinion was that like it, there wasn't like a um like real big push behind like hey this is the official steam machine it was just like mm-hmm. hey here's this os that we made like here's kind of like the recommended specs like oh yeah, yeah. just go nuts making stuff for it and it like that's how it was you yeah. know created this like very disjointed sort of experience where it was like you know particularly with like how these things were basically all sold as steam machines like i could buy a very 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 low-end one from alienware and you could have bought like a high-end one from yeah 
you know, wherever else. And, and we're talking about like, oh, yeah, cool. I have a Steam machine, too. Oh, yeah, did you play this game? No, it runs like shit on mine. You're like, oh, really? That's yeah, weird. Right. So it runs really good yeah. on mine. And like, yeah. you know, like trying to console-ify those things just kind of sort of failed, I think. Whereas like mm-hmm. if they're sticking on these like different sort of rigid platforms where it's like, oh, this is Steam Deck 1, 2, 3, and, you know, so on. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make a lot of sense to have mm-hmm. like the the box that just hooks up and just renders a 1080p just like the you know you, you could probably run the processors at a little hot, bit higher uh, TDP and kind of hit yeah. 1080p reliably on stuff because you wouldn't need to worry about the battery so much and yeah I do yeah that is, I do think that's probably a problem that you need to fix because the Steam Deck gets away with so much performance improvement because its resolution is so low yeah. And if you blew it up on a big TV, it's not going to look good. I mean, like, um, imagine if, you know, say the Steam Deck uh, starting price is 400 bucks, right? And that includes, like, you know, a screen and a battery and, like, all this other stuff. As opposed to, like, yeah. if you just could remove all that stuff. I wonder how low they actually get the price point on this thing. You yeah, know? I don't know, 200 bucks or something. And you might even, like, be willing to take a small loss knowing that you're going to get a bunch of people buying yeah, games on Steam. I don't, I don't know. know. I think there's something really cool that could be done there. and. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I really hope that what comes of Steam Deck is kind of like a, a unification of this sort of hardware, because like w- one of the interviews that Gabe did, he mentioned that like anyone can make one of these. I mean, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like the Steam Deck. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just hope that what happens with the Steam machines doesn't happen with this, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah. shit, like I, I bought the Valve one instead of the Alienware one that's got, you know, like an OLED screen or whatever yeah, right. else. And then you yeah. get that and it's like oh crap look at what uh, like razor has just put out and yeah you know like i, I will see what happens, i think I it guess. i think it would behoove a lot of these small handheld game or handheld computer makers um if they didn't have to rely on using windows or android that's mm-hmm. kind of the two main things and and both of them come with their own set of baggage and so i think from valve's perspective they're sort of like here's steam os this lightweight linux based thing um you know, it'd be it'd be similar to something like Android, where you can kind of use it and fork it and do things you want to it. But I think a lot of these handhelds that are out now would probably work a lot better if they had something like that on it. Um, and with Proton just improving all the time and stuff, that's not like such a crazy idea anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, the the interesting thing was that in in the press kit for the Steam Deck, there's um a bunch of images of all their prototypes and um. One of them is just a huge image of like, I don't know, 50 different iterations that they went through with the Steam Deck. Oh, I'm sure. And um, it went through like the a, a lot of different shapes and a lot of different ideas. But one of them that was pretty constant was detachable controllers like the Switch. Mm-hmm. And so that was very much an idea of theirs for a while. And whether that was just so you could prop the screen up and play with a buddy or to like detach everything and hook it up to a tv i don't really know but like the the seed of that idea is there i wonder um, if um if their legal department uh kind of dissuaded them from that because remember like all the drama between like nintendo and what game vice and you know other other sort of stuff yeah. if they were like hey you might get into a weird situation yeah. where you need to like license this design from nintendo or something crazy like that and yeah, w- another problem is that because um, there's a couple of these little mini laptops that have switch-like controllers that like mm-hmm. connect on the side or whatever, um, and a lot of the times the problem you run into is um, it's just like Bluetooth controllers that just attach, and that's not a great yeah, experience. Right. Um, the switch is all like this proprietary, proprietary stuff; it knows when the controllers are attached or whatever. Um, you'd have to build, make sure you built something like that in, so it's not just like these clunky Bluetooth 
connected controllers just hanging on the side of your yeah, thing. Yeah. But um, it's interesting that they went there, at least. I, why wouldn't you explore that idea with the Switch being as popular as it yeah, was? Yeah, I, I also wonder if there's something to, like, not wanting to add two more batteries and, like, any kind of, like, issues. I mean, because you remember... Like yeah. the the switch controllers are are fairly simple compared to like what Valve's doing with yeah. all the extra buttons and the trackpad things and yeah all other stuff. So it creates a lot of problems, especially like the detaching area and stuff too. This thing would probably be even wider than it is now. Yeah, and uh, it's already pretty wide. So well, do you want anyway, to yeah. uh, do you want to hit on Elden Ring, the uh, best game ever made by uh, humans now in the past and in the future? Well, like I said, I, I, I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. But yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10. It is perfect in every way. <laughs> oh, and there's no thing, criticism you can lob against it. Re- so. Regarding your uh, downloading it all night thing, I saw a thing on Reddit that if you just get like any old cheapy USB-C to Ethernet adapter, like it'll go from like downloading at five megabits to like, you know, whatever, 100 or plus or whatever. It wasn't, it, it's not that it took that long. It was that it was, I got the code at like 11 o'clock at night oh. and started the download. And then like 30 minutes later when it was done, I was like, Meh. but, um, yeah, that's <coughs> not a bad idea either. That'll be something I have for sure when I'm at home and I have easy ethernet ports near yeah. me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Elden Ring. So did you come a- around to it are you starting to like yeah, it well or? so god i feel like i do the same goddamn thing with every single one of these souls games you know, like going all okay. the way back to the original dark souls or whatever right mm-hmm. that like these games come out you read the reviews and it's like everyone but you know i, I don't know too it's it's like i don't know how hard of a time i can give anyone uh writing reviews on this because i totally get it you know it's like when an rpg came out we would throw it to sean and it's like yeah, yeah. of course sean's gonna review this like positively yeah. he loves rpgs like that kind of thing you know right. so um particularly the, as those games have gone on it's like most of these big publications have like the souls guy you mm-hmm. know and like if you've played you know all four or five or how many games they've released and this one comes out this is mm-hmm. like the best thing that you've ever seen in your life, right? So it makes mm-hmm, sense mm-hmm. that it was reviewed so well. I think what the first thing that kind of bugged me about the game was, um, or, or, you know, surrounding its launch was how many people kept comparing it to like Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, and we're saying like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the most accessible Souls game yet. Like, you know, and it's like <laughs> Breath of the Wild, like you got to get it. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I really liked Breath of the Wild. And, you know, like if you're saying this is really accessible, like that was always my mm-hmm. issue in the game before is that like mm-hmm. I would download them. Like perfect example. Uh, I don't remember which of the games it was, but it was like in one of the very first rooms, you like fight this dog, right? And yeah. um as like the first enemy that you come across or, or, or something. And, um, you know, I was just like dying instantly to this and, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. reading, reading guides online, like gave you no indication of what you should do. Cause it's just like, Oh yeah, exit the first room, kill the dog and then go to your right. And it's like, okay, well like, <laughs> you know, I am, I am a hundred percent stuck here and don't know what to do. And then like, you know, the, the other problem too is there's like weird attitudes surrounding anything to do with these games. And, uh, the worst suggestion in the world that they add any kind of accessibility options, right? Because yeah. like, to the point, like even adding like a pause function to the game, it's like, look, why are you trying to compromise the vision of this game? You're like, it drives why? Like, the so you know that's going to break immersion. You know that, right? I yeah. So so my my first time player experience on this was like 
reading all these reviews of people just like falling over themselves to talk about how amazing this game is and you know you should get right. it on whatever platform you play it on everything from like pc steam deck and consoles like doesn't matter just you need to be playing this i'm like okay i'll give this one a go sure let's let's try it it's you know i got nothing to do um and you know, go through this the same thing where it's like i'm just like dying absolutely constantly i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing more importantly i don't know what i'm doing wrong Mm-hmm. um i'm just like dying and i'm scared to ask and <laughs> the problem like you know, when you start asking like hey is this game have like an easy mode or like <laughs> you know is there like a tutorial that i'm missing or something yeah. it's just like you're just getting dogpiled by like these people yeah. on the internet that would just make have like google search alerts set up for um you know things like elden ring easy and yeah. you know just like come out of the woodwork and are like oh you know if you're too casual to play this game just refund it on steam you dumb piece of shit and you know like yeah. i mean you know not, not verbatim but that's kind of like the, the vibe right right um but i will say that um i don't know i was i was like you know what i i don't want to just refund this like every i have so many friends that are having so much fun with this like i'm gonna like really at least like give it a good evening of playing it and like not mm-hmm. giving up and like just kind of seeing where we go mm-hmm. um and I, it took me about like four to five hours uh, mm-hmm. to kind of like get to the point that I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I kind of understand how combat and this stuff works. Like I can like, you know, block and roll and kind of like kill some guys and, yeah. you know, I'm collecting all these things, but I don't really yeah. know what they're for yet. But, you know, like at least I'm not just like dying the second I see an enemy render on my screen. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm sort of having fun with it because, you know, there are, there are definitely moments in the game where you're just like, Oh my God, like I cannot believe I was able to pull that off because like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. die so many times and then like, you just kind of like get by a fight by, yeah. by the skin of your teeth. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. But like, I just like can't wrap my head around why it is that, you know, I, I guess like the assumption is that the game would be worse or something if it had that like very traditional sort of like, Thing that any game goes to i mean like you know so metroid drives a good example of this right with like the 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 parry thing that you need to do like the first time you mm-hmm. come across an enemy that you do that it's like it's like okay you press uh, i don't even remember what it was like you know click in the stick or whatever to do your mm-hmm. melee attack and mm-hmm. then that's how this works okay so you can you can try it now here's an enemy that you actually need to do that at a certain time so we're gonna show you this enemy like freeze time when you're supposed to do it tell you to push the button and like really just allow you to like understand that mechanic like top to bottom mm-hmm. you know and like really mm-hmm. show you how it works and everything else and yeah. like i don't i don't know uh how something like that wouldn't just make this an overall better experience if it wasn't like mm-hmm. okay here's an enemy that can kill you basically in one hit so let's teach mm-hmm. you how to like dodge and block and stuff okay here's mm-hmm. the exact moment you need to dodge all right we're gonna freeze time okay cool dodge all right now you're now you try it okay cool you yeah. did that here's how to cast a magic spell um Mm -hmm. you know like here's how to use a weapon that's two-handed like all this stuff you know um and i guess it's in the game that it teaches you this stuff but it's like in the form of like a million text pop-ups that you get inside of like the first few minutes of playing the game Uh, and mm. you know and and you know i've seen all kinds of people on twitter that are like oh you dumbass like you don't know how to use two-handed weapons like it tells you that in the first uh first 30 seconds of the game or whatever it's like okay well I was so overwhelmed with like not even knowing what I was doing that, you know, excuse me for not reading uh, and and fully data banking the 500 different pop-ups that came up. I hate games that try to teach you in that way, like front loading a bunch of text heavy Mm -hmm. stuff in the first few minutes. I feel like 
you need to let somebody get their feet wet and then slowly introduce things and then let them come to grips with it and then introduce new things or yeah. whatever because I've had so many problems in the past where it's been like, I know they explained this, but I don't remember what they said and I can't go back and like yeah. look it up again. Or I accidentally skipped a screen and I know I missed something important and now I can't figure it out. Yeah, see, um, that's that's why I think like I, I continually point to like the Final Fantasy mobile games. It's like such a good example of like how you can provide like kind of like a core gameplay experience while still having that kind of like uh, breadcrumb trail of hints mm-hmm. that like anytime you load the game, it's there's like a little window of like, hey, you remember you were going here? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. That's that's yeah. neat. So like, you know, yeah. you could put the game down for a month and come back to it and not hit that point where it's like, oh God, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be going. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. you know? And like, I don't know. It, you know and, and the problem is like, I don't, I just, I don't know how this game is worse for uh, like if it had an easy mode or you know a more accessible uh kind of like settings or yeah Yeah. other things like that because like the real bummer of this is like the amount of people that have sort of like come into the gaming fold through all these different accessibility options that have become like Mm -hmm. very normal over the last Mm -hmm. like 10 years or so that like are basically like yeah i just have to refund this game because i like straight up cannot play it due to yeah. like legitimate physical limitations that my body has, you know? <laughs> right. Um, which yeah, sucks. I mean, sucky. And, and that's, and, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it, cause it's, it's got like this whole like weird online component where you can see like the ghosts of other players on like moving around and like leaving notes in the game world and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, me personally, like if, if, if there was like an easier mode where it's like, okay, it's like just, something as basic as like 50% damage reduction or something like that. But if you turn that mm-hmm. on, you get access to none of the online stuff and no achievements and everything else. I mean, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want to like mm-hmm. experience the game world and like mm-hmm. see these bosses fights and, you know, like uh, get a cool sword and ride a horse around and all that fun stuff. You know, I feel like there's probably a compromise somewhere that would make everyone happy. Like if you turn on easy mode, like your avatar is a clown or something. <laughs> and then you, all you see is this clown running through the game. So everyone could be like, ha look at that clown. But you could be like, I don't care. I'm a clown. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying the game. Finally. Yeah, no, exactly. They, so, that's a free idea for from software. So I don't know. But I mean, like once you get past that, you know, four to five hour hump of just like constantly dying and not having fun, like the game does uh-huh. get kind of cool. But like, hmm. I don't know. It's like so I cannot imagine recommending something with that caveat, you know, where yeah. it's like, hey, spend 60 bucks on this thing. And you'll like think that I was trolling you telling you to buy it for at least four hours, if not closer to five. But yeah. after that, you might be having fun. <laughs> You know, it's uh, hard for me because I'm somebody that like enjoys um, like really hard platformers like Meat Boy and stuff like that, where it's like I had to try a level like 400 times over and over and just keep dying. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but at least in games like that, like the mechanics are usually simple enough. It's like I know what I need to do. I just need to execute it. Whereas something that's like complicated with all these crazy like battle mechanics and stuff like that that aren't explained super well or you aren't aware of it's sort of like a black box of like, I keep dying. I don't know what to do. You yeah. know, like that's the problem. I think. Yeah. I mean, God, even, even something as simple as like, um, you know, having a half dozen hints or whatever associated to like each thing that can kill you, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, maybe you get killed by a dragon and like, you know, the first time it happens, you get no hints. And like the second time it's like, Hey, yeah. you should try a crushing weapon. And then like, yeah. you know, after that be like, Oh, did dragons are weak to, uh, you know, maces and, uh, you know, arrows or whatever. And like, and maybe you could just turn all this shit off too, or maybe it's off by default. I don't know. Like there's, 
It just, well, they could just start, they could slowly add clown items to you as you do yeah, it and be like, yeah. hey, I noticed you lost. I'm going to turn this off, but you have to have a wig, a big clown wig. Yeah. And then the next one is a, a, a red nose. But um, I don't know. It just it just blows my mind <laughs> that it just seems like there's so many things that would be like such extreme low hanging fruit to like make this game yeah. way more accessible to way more people that mm-hmm. it's just like I cannot understand why they don't do it. I don't know, man. Some people are just happy doing what they do and don't care otherwise. And yeah. uh, I know not every game is supposed to be for everybody, and that's fine too. But I also think that you're not hurting anything by adding stuff, some stuff in that will increase your audience. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, particularly, <laughs> that I mean, seem like, like a bad thing to me. Games like this are not cheap to make, you know. And like, if you could, you know, spend a couple of weeks on, you know, like, oh, here's the easy mode, fifty percent damage reduction, or whatever else. Like, even like very, very, yeah. very simple stuff that doesn't really modify the game into. Yeah. too many big ways like and you got you know how many more sales of your game would you need to have it be worth the small amount of time you put in i think uh so, something like this and i i want to say this happened with monster hunter before because that's the series i think oh, is yeah. so similar to oh, this. this is a hundred percent one-to-one of monster hunter and if you complain yeah. about monster hunter it's like all the same people come out of the woodwork and yeah. are like oh yeah. i guess this just isn't the game for you maybe you should stick <laughs> to your casual baby games right 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 you know um and they, but but Capcom's come out with like Monster Hunters that are like are the accessible Monster Hunter or whatever, and um, the the hardcore people fans of those series always kind of like turn against it. And I think mm-hmm. maybe From is like our hardcore base that always buys our games is more important to us than increasing it or something like that. We don't want to alienate the people we have already by adding some sort of easy mode for something. So we're just going to stick to our guns and not. And then our rabid fans will become even more rabid over us for that, yeah. too. So I don't know. I don't it's know. all pretty strange. But th- th- this brings up something that um, I just saw like yesterday or something. I can't remember if it was Polygon or The Verge. But they um, they reviewed that um, Elizabeth Holmes Netflix show or Hulu movie or whatever it was. Like a documentary about the Theranos. Thera- okay. Theranos. Yeah, yeah. I think Lindsay watched that. Yeah, I didn't see it, though. <clears throat> it looks interesting. But like... So their review of it was really clever. It was like um, three different reviews based on how much you knew about that whole situation and about Elizabeth Holmes themselves. And so the first person was like, yeah, like vaguely understand the sort of plot point. Like this chick got in trouble for something and defrauded people. I don't know. She's in jail, I think, you know. And then the next person was like, yeah, I followed along pretty well, but like I don't really know a bunch of details. And then the third person's like, I followed absolutely everything. I've listened to every podcast. (laughs) I know everything (laughs) you possibly can know about all of this. And um, each person reviewed the document or no, it's not a documentary. It's like a dramatized movie. But um, each person reviewed the movie based on that. And I thought it was really interesting to read. And I actually found it really interesting that the person who knew the most, I think, enjoyed the movie the most, even though the movie isn't supposed to be accurate and took a lot of liberties and to make it like a movie. Right. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. OK. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But they they were like. I'm not looking to learn anything from this movie. I'm looking to just be entertained for two hours about a thing I know about. All right. Maybe it's not even a movie. It's a TV series, I think, but I actually, I don't even know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, a series. That's <laughs> Are those even different anymore? I think it's like an eight or nine episode series. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, for real. I, I kind of think that about some of these mini a long, too. long it's movie like, that's spread out. <laughs> it's like, okay, can we just call this like a 10 hour long movie? Because like, in particular, yeah. like the Disney plus stuff, I mean like the Boba Fett, yeah. like the, the budgets of that is basically a movie, you know? So I don't know. Basically. Um, but anyway, I, I was, I think that 
it's hard to be like, hey, get three separate people that have three different knowledge bases about something to review something in three separate ways. But it also wasn't like full-blown review from each person. It was like five or six paragraphs kind of explaining their perspective. But I just thought it was so much more helpful and interesting to me. Um, and I think something like that for a game like this would be really cool. Like I've never played a from software game before and I yeah, tried yeah, this. Yeah. yeah like um, the person that's ever played it before, the person that played one before, but didn't really like it. And like the person yeah, that like just loves like everything. fanatical. Yeah. I would love to read those people's three opinions and how they differ and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know anybody out there that reviews things, I guess touch our kids review website so I could take this advice myself. Hmm. But, um, yeah, reviewing things like that, I think is really cool. I wish they'd review everything like that. The um, yeah, so uh, so also speaking of Steam Deck, um, it's been pretty interesting watching the results of people realizing that the Steam Deck is like the uh, god tier emulation device, <laughs> yeah. um, particularly with like uh, like so the Fox is who we've talked about a lot. He's got some yeah. really good videos. Like dude's getting like mega fucked by Nintendo for putting up um, yeah you know, videos of, uh, like emulated play and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it what bums me out. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. Like I understand that like Nintendo needs to protect their interests and stuff like that. And you know, there's, there's something to be said about all that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that they, they end up doing these things that come off as like, so fan hostile, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause in those cases, he had two videos taken down. One was Yuzu, which is like a Switch emulator, and Wii U emulator. And then um, Dolphin, which is like GameCube and Wii. And um, in both videos, he basically is like, this is how you get the emulator running, and this is how you load a ROM up in it, and here's how a few games perform on it. And that's like it. And there's nothing wrong with doing any of that stuff, right? He's not saying, hey, go download this illegal ROM yeah, yeah, for this yeah. thing, and here's, here's the how you do it. Site. You get all the stuff from <laughs> so, yeah. The what Nintendo ended up having to do was like make a copyright claim because he was using footage of their copyrighted games in that his video. Because um, copyright so it's claims sort of are like, a big deal for YouTubers too. I mean, you can get your whole channel shut down. And yeah, you know, like, oh yeah, you can get really screwed. I I think he's um, okay for now, but I think he's not going to touch any Nintendo stuff in the future. Yeah. Um, which I mean, there's plenty of other stuff to talk about, but it's also like dumb because you could have made the whole exact same video but just with some homebrew games made for those emulators as stand-ins for how you load a game and whatever but like people don't care about that they're like how's mario kart run on this thing Mm -hmm. or whatever so um it's like a catch 22 and you kind of lose either way but um yeah this it it is a pretty crazy uh emulation machine but why shouldn't it be? It's basically a full-blown, yeah, fairly I mean, powerful PC. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It just, like, it always bums me out how Nintendo does these kind of things because, like, I I mean, clearly there's demand for this sort of stuff, right? Right. And yeah. they, you know, we've talked about this before, like, they just, like, uh, are not delivering on this pent-up demand. And, like, a lot of these games that people are really in, into emulating, like, you just cannot buy in any way from Nintendo, yeah you know so like if you want to play some of these like wii games or whatever i guess you just pay some shithead on ebay or whatever you know right yeah which um i don't know so i could be that shithead i have a wii i actually have a wii i can sell yeah um 
Yeah, it's frustrating, especially for somebody like us. We've talked about this a million times before. I've bought all the virtual console games. Like, there's there's certain Nintendo games I've bought probably like seven or eight times in my mm-hmm. life. You know, um, so I feel like at this point, you don't make it available anymore. I feel like I have some sort of right to play a ROM of it if I feel like playing it again. Well, and also without I mean, digging guess, out my old systems and stuff. Yeah, and I guess like the bigger question is like, how many people? Are there realistically that are going to jump through all the hoops of like, you know, paying a bunch of money for a Steam Deck, waiting forever to get it, uh, you know, uh, figuring out how to download ROMs and, you know, loading up an emulator versus just like getting a fucking Switch. I mean, it's like so much easier. Yeah. And, you know, are, are those people like really taking sales from you? Like I would say that the people that are going to do that really probably aren't, so. would never buy a Switch anyway. And right. Right. Well, know. the other thing is like, um, I don't know. I the more interesting thing to me about the Steam Deck is playing these PC games. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's cool it does emulation, but I've I've had a lot of emulating emulation machines over the years, and I've replayed a lot of things I want to replay, and so there's not, like, a huge drive to do that compared to this massive Steam backlog that I can now, like, access, access really easily. Yeah. Um, exactly. That's more compelling to me anymore. Like, it's kind of fun to tinker around with emulator stuff, but in the long run, it's like... I don't have time to go replay Wind Waker again or something, you know, like as much as that sounds cool, I just would rather play a new game that I haven't played yet. Yeah. Particularly with a a bazillion games on, um, on steam, you know, that now you can play on your couch or whatever. Like I don't, I, I, so when I was getting my Win max, I, I was never, I had a steam account since, I don't know, way back when, because, um, Actually, Telltale Games released a game called Puzzle Agent. I don't know if you remember that game. I remember that, yeah. And, um, I actually, it was the first, I had not been working for Touchcrate that long. Um, and I traveled to their offices in, um, where is it, San Rafael in, in the Bay Area. And um, so they were coming out with this puzzle agent game and uh, it was going to come to mobile and stuff and it was going to come to PC too. And um, their preview build was on Steam. And so that was the thing that prompted me to even sign up for Steam in the first place. Um, so I could check out this like in progress version of this game that was going to come to mobile and then write about it. And then over the years, like I've occasionally had a game that was on steam, but like being a Mac person, there's not a lot of stuff you can do with steam. There's a lot of Mac, uh, games that you can play through steam or whatever, but it's just not something I ever really did. Right. Um, and then when the win max was coming out in 2020, um, after I'd already bought it on Kickstarter, but hadn't received it yet was right when the steam summer games sale was going on. And it was just like, oh, my God, there's so many games on here that I want that are so cheap right now. And I think I ended up spending like 200 bucks or something total, um, but got like 400 games or something. Yeah, like yeah, it, was, yeah. it was so ridiculous. And it was just like, oh, this is so cool. And so the Win Mac came out and I definitely like played a lot of them and tinkered around with a lot of stuff, but didn't get to most of them. But ever since then, it's like hard to ignore the Steam sales. And also... During that time, I amassed a very large wish list. And the wish list is really handy to be like, these things are on sale right now. So um, it's so hard to get out of the habit of just wanting to buy games that are on sale because they are so cheap. This $60 game is $1.99. Like, why wouldn't I buy it even if I never play it? Right. Um, and then before you know it, you have hundreds of games you've never played. But um, yeah, getting the Steam Deck, I, I did kind of like get away from that for a while. Um, and I was just like... It was actually around the time I got the Series X, which was last summer, and I was just like, I'm going to focus on just Xbox, you know, whatever. Um, 
and Switch too. I go through phases where I'm like, I'm just going to focus on the like, Switch games I have and try and beat yeah, them yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I really want to um, play through Triangle Strategy, but like, I don't know when I'll have time to do that. Yeah, that is not my cup of tea, but um, I know a lot of people are. I just loved uh, I loved Octopath Traveler so much that anything that yeah. kind of like vibes that direction, I'm a million percent all about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, the Steam Deck has not been super healthy for my wallet. I mean, also, it's not that crazy. I think I spent 40 bucks and bought like 10 games or something. So it's not like the most insane thing. But these sales are like piquing my interest again to where I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to buy this on sale. But now I will probably play it because um, I'm playing Steam every day now because of the Steam Deck. So yeah. it's good. It's all good. It's a good yeah, thing. That's cool. I'm, I'm really stoked to get mine eventually. You know, this when. Monday is going to be telling, I hope, um, because I think the first batch of emails they sent out, it's really hard to gauge how big that batch was. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been... they said they're going to start sending them every Monday yeah. going forward. I've been kind of looking um, around for like one of these dorks that have been like... Uh, modeling the uh you know order numbers and order times and stuff like that yeah. to uh yeah try to figure, figure out, it out yeah like how many of these are actually shipping and stuff because like well um they did come out and say um q2 people should start getting emails in april so um that tells me that gives you know four weeks of them through getting the ba- through the backlog of their q1 people um, and then April, they didn't really say every Q2 person is going to get their email in April, but that's when they said, for the most part, the Q2 people are going to get their, their stuff. Um, so hopefully it moves quickly and it seems like you get your email as long as you pay right away, the thing ships like within a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it seems, seems like once you get the email, too. it's reasonable to think like within a week you'll have yours. Yeah. 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 yeah I, really want mine so I can ship the review unit one to Mikhail in India <laughs> because yeah. you can't buy them there, which is, I guess there's a bunch of countries where you just can't even reserve them, um, which is kind of a bummer. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I hope that goes faster. I really don't want to wait until April, but it is what I it know. is. I know. Can you do? You, know, you see the video of Gabe personally delivering some of these to people I in did. Seattle. I did. Um, I, I have thoughts on that video. It's, I, I feel there's like so many the, things about it I thought was really cool, and then yeah. there's so many things about it I thought was just so awkward and like hard to watch. I feel like I, the the um, marketing person behind that probably should have like screened people a little bit better. Yeah. To um, uh, kind of get like the more reaction worthy sort of people. It, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like the, uh, it's just. So we, or at least like explain to them like what was happening a bit more or whatever, because like some of the people yeah. were like, oh, uh, thanks. Do I, do I need to sign anything? <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. So if you didn't see the video, Gabe Newell hand delivered a bunch of the first Steam decks to people that were in the Seattle area. Um, and they did reach out in advance being like, hey, I think sending an email or call or something like that where they're like, Hey, you ordered a steam deck and we got something that came in early. And so I just want to make sure you're going to be home because we're going to deliver it this day and this time or whatever yeah, yeah. to make sure that somebody's home to answer the door. Cause they had a camera crew with them. So Gabe can like hand deliver it. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, a couple of them worked out really cool where the person was like super stoked and they're like, Oh my God, you're Gabe Newell. Like what is happening? Yeah, yeah. But then a bunch of them were like, yeah, 
okay, and um, thanks, I guess. Like, why are there cameras or whatever? Yeah, yeah, and totally, yeah. clearly didn't really know what was going on. Um, <clears throat> but I thought it was weird, too, that Gabe just, like, ringing the doorbell, they answer it. He's like, oh, um, here's your Steam Deck, and then just stands there. Doesn't yeah. like, I feel like you need to elaborate a little bit more. Like, here's your Steam Deck, and by the way, I'm the CEO of Valve, and we yeah, made yeah, this, yeah. and I'm we're, excited we're to get happy it to you, that, or whatever. Yeah, that you <laughs> It's just such and... a, like, awkward nerd moment that's very relatable. But it's just like, oh, uh, here's your Steam Deck, and just standing there waiting for them them to say something. And that's, like, uh, the worst thing you can do, I think, is is rely on a stranger to provide some sort of reaction yeah. that you're hoping to get. Or, but, you know, like, they probably should have done it with, like, a host there, too. You know, like, some, like, very, like, whoever, like, the Publishers Clearinghouse like, style person. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, my God, hey, guess what? This is Gabe Newell. Hey, like, Gabe, like, meet so-and-so. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the fifth person to order a Steam Deck, and he's here locally. Like, isn't this cool? Yeah. And this yeah. is like kind of like the, you know, like the hype man, I guess, behind the whole thing. So it's just like that's a very good idea. Yeah. Oh man. But it was really cool. It's a cool gesture they did that. And Gabe um, seems like such a rad guy. Yeah. Like um, he even mentions like everyone he delivered. He was like, "Well, we want to know what you think. Here's my email. Email me directly. And let me know." And so they're talking about it when they were traveling to one of the houses. They're talking in the the van there, and um, and he's like, "Yeah, I read every one of my emails." I get anywhere between several hundred to several thousand a day. And he's like, and I read every single one because it keeps me grounded. And yeah. also because it lets me know what real people are thinking, because I don't want to be some CEO that is like abstracted by a bunch of layers of like, yes, men or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the actual people want to, you know, say to me. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, well, the, good the attitude few, to have. um, <clears throat> I did a couple different video interviews, uh, surrounding the launch and he's, that, that guy's a lot like John Carmack and that, like, you can tell he just like exists on a different plane of reality yeah. where he's just able to like understand things that like mere mortals will just never comprehend. It's yeah. like really cool to just kind of like hear him talk about like the different strategies of, you know, all the same yeah. stuff and everything else that that's true too. Know. And, and, and hearing him and those interviews and stuff, um, you can tell like this Steam Deck is a big deal. I know we had talked yeah, about like, yeah, yeah. I hope this thing doesn't just release and they're like, oh, it sucked, whatever, and move on. This is a big thing for them. Um, and that seems like all the way up to Gabe is is a big, huge passion project. So yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. I don't know still whether it's going to be as successful as they need it to be or want it to be or, or whatever, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I think they probably couldn't have asked for a better launch though in terms yeah. of like positivity. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, except like, for the, the stick drift. Um, the one person on Reddit that couldn't figure out how to calibrate his controllers that the internet turned into <laughs> all Steam decks are fucked over the course of like 45 minutes. Man, yeah. And then yeah, Valve yeah. released a firmware update that completely fixed it like two hours later. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that was something else. Uh, anywho, you got anything else you want to talk about? I have nothing mobile gaming related to talk about this week. Uh, not really. And then Apple events, uh, next oh, yeah. week. I don't Tuesday, right? Yeah. I, I don't, not really sure like what there is to potentially sort of announce other than, you know, I guess like, um, the M1 stuff going to more devices, probably like iMacs or whatever. Maybe else. an like, M2. There might be an, an M2. M2. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also don't know what to expect, People really. I think, like, the biggest mobile thing is maybe, uh, like, you know, an iPad, an iPad Air with the new processor or, like, a, yeah. a, a new iPhone SE or something, because that, that's kind of, that hasn't, hasn't been updated in a while. And It's time for that, um, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's, we'll uh, see. I watch every Apple event because they're always interesting. But yeah, it's hard to tell what they're going to actually come out with. Yeah, I, I think VR of, goggles. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't one. see like, that happening. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that in order to get to the point that VR goggles are a thing, they're going to need to release like the developer version. Mm-hmm. That's going to be extremely expensive, right? Like, yeah, this seems more like something they would announce at WWDC. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if any of that ever happens, it would definitely be a WWDC thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there'd be Maybe a lot of Apple car, Apple well, cars coming out. That's what it'll be. On, I no? I think, I think people that are on the Apple car train are smoking something. I <laughs> I don't know how that could ever like come to fruition. I mean, like particularly when you look at like how long Tesla has been at this and how much money yeah. they've invested in it. And like, they mm-hmm. still have like wacky things that feel extremely beta and stuff like mm-hmm. what, 10 years plus later since they started. Yeah. Not, not even to mention like, you know, the, the, however long they've been building out the supercharger network to actually like make the cars cool to own. Like, Apple just like mm-hmm. starting from scratch on all that stuff. I just, I, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that the reason the, those rumors are because like, there's probably a lot of stuff that's just always being talked about in Apple, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we made like, what if uh CarPlay became like, you know, the full Apple car OS and then like, well, well I stop there. Yeah. Like, right. You know, and then by the time it makes it through like the, you know, oh, guess what I heard? Oh, shit, guess what I heard from my buddy? Oh, guess, you know, I was at the yeah. bar at Cupertino. I heard this, and then, oh, yeah. let me call up Mark Gurman and tell him. Yeah. Um, you know, by, by that point, it's like, yes, we are making a car, <laughs> you know? And we're looking into it, at least, but yeah. it's not anywhere near to being released. Yeah. They do, but Apple should just come out and be like, cars are so played out. Here's the Apple hovercraft or something cool yeah, like that. Yeah, the Apple Segway. The Apple, the, the Apple, Apple Mall Cop Segway. I would totally rock one of those. Yeah, you probably know you would. It would Not be a very problem. Embarrassing. How about Apple comes out and is like, we're investing in completely uh, revamping all the public transportation infrastructure of the whole country. Oh, like we want to be the, like trains like China, but the in Bruce the Wayne approach. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe. I don't know the Apple train. That seems kind of Elon Musky to me to. To Elon Musk. Yeah, but he wants to make tunnels where you have to buy his car to drive in it in yeah, a tunnel. Yeah. And that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's everything. I think we're probably spent. Yeah. Coming up on an hour. Sure. Let's uh <coughs> let's crash this car in Elon Musk's Las Vegas tunnel. <laughs> let's, drive. let's crash this into the tunnel. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, Centricate is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do, want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash Centricate. Consider throwing some support our way. Also, you can help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And as always, send us emails because we haven't gotten any in a while. Podcast at toucharcade.com with any of your comments or questions or concerns or, um, Yeah, those three things. Uh, So with all that, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. 